very quiet. So hopefully you're on separate channels. Oh yeah. So yeah. you can apply it. This is a real press gen- Some gentle compression. Yeah. Oh, There's that beer crack. G-I-G-O. I really like that a lot. Band, band name Garbage in album named Garbage Out. Oh. What would the second album be, though? Garbage um, Out 2? Electric Boogaloo. Reduce, Reuse, Recycle is the remix record. Damn. Um, I want to buy this. I'm landfill is, is the greatest hits. <laughs> I can already see the album artwork. So this is the podcast, guys. Welcome. Are we hey. rolling? Episode 7, we are rolling. Oh, wait, are we rolling? Us. Can I ask a, a noob question? Yeah. Oh, please. Why do we wear headphones? We don't have to, but, have to. you know, this is kind of a philosophical thing. You can. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. Dave has mentioned to me in the past that he feels like it kind of puts him more into the conversation. It gets you more professional. Just a, just a personal preference. You definitely okay. don't have to wear it. No, you don't have to at all. Just okay. make sure you're talking to the mic. And if not, I'll yell at you until you do. Yeah, just yell at me. Yeah. Will it make just you uncomfortable text me. if we leave ours on? No. Okay. I do feel weird that I can't look at you. Yeah, Does no. parenting hurt? Always, but it's a good hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to know that hurt someday. You Aww. can just take mine whenever Maybe. you want. Love hunks. I think I could. I think I could learn to love Jaspi like my own. He makes it easy. He took his first steps today. Whoa! Yeah, there's so much news going wow. on. This is this is three way better than any any of them all at once. things we do. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, did you have to trick him into it or anything, or did you just want to do it? Yeah, Katie. Katie did. Lured him with like a carrot or something like that. Uh, with the song "Ba Ba Black Sheep." That'll do it. Wow! Just First the music, steps to follow the music. It yeah. was three steps. Three steps, yeah, and then you just fell right into her. Lucky number three. Wow! Just like me. Yep. You'll be chasing him around in no time. Yeah. Well, that was a great way to kick off the sode. Um, normally, we do start with some news, so I think that was a perfect way to do it. That's a lot of news. Uh, knowing that you were you were coming in, and obviously for the listeners at home, you know that this is our first guest. Yeah, first guest that we've too. had in in the envir- environs. So I'm pretty stoked about I'm, that. I'm really excited, man. This is like a big day for us. I'm just you happy know? to be here. I'm glad that this isn't a phone interview because I don't think I would be as candid. Yeah, I don't even know. Because we can get deep into each other's eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we would do the phone thing. I know people do that, but I have not I looked into ask, the technology. Do you know the technology? You just got to route it. Just That's all about routing. Just it's route, it's like, really routing is all. Okay. So that's what a router does. Yeah. It uh, lets me have a podcast. I found out that... Because uh, I work at home and I do a lot of conference calls at home, and I found out uh, a couple weeks ago that I can take conference calls using my like condenser mic and run like a bunch of plugins oh, on my voice. Yes, <laughs> auto tune meetings. Yeah. And that's why you're the first guest. <laughs> it went over very well. Oh, that's so great. What did you start with? Just a little compression, maybe like a. Uh, I started with just delay? like like a space echo. I just <laughs> went. <laughs> I just went all in. Yeah. Hi, who just joined? Join, join, join. Oh, that's so, bing. It does the, Which sometimes yeah. that if you are also a conference call person, you'll know that sometimes if you have your speaker on and then you join the conference call and you can hear it, then it does that echo yeah. repeat thing anyway. Now you just have that on tap. Yeah. It's all built in, baby. Just save the preset. Call it up whenever you oh, want. Genius. That's we're gonna have, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about how to set that up for myself because I definitely want. Yeah, to do I did that. it all in that UA console. You did. Thing, yeah. Oh well, then I'm guessing I could too. I think we're halfway there with the setup already, so we're gonna have to take start taking some calls. Let's take some call calls. Mandy. Have her call yeah, us. Yeah. Then we'll 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 talk to her. I think she asked if she could call in one day, and I was like, I guess. Ask you the questions so that you can't like avoid them. Yeah. Or like the real questions. Tell me how much you really paid for that jazz bass. Mm-hmm. There it is. Did you really clean all of the bathroom or did you just wipe the parts that people could see? Usually B. The answer is B. So knowing you were coming in, I was looking around at some of the stuff going around the internet. And the first thing that I wanted to ask you about, if you've heard, uh, is called Drug Sauna. I have not have heard, heard of Drug Sauna. Drug Sauna is a doom metal duo out of, I believe, Alberta, Canada, that their thing is that they play in a van so like the drum kit's set up in the back of a van 
as is this like bass amp and they're this just like doom metal duo and they're that's their so, that's their so gig. the van is like the stage basically. the van is the stage and the pa and what? the whole damn thing and the video that i saw there was just fog machine pouring out of the inside and these guys are Whoa. basically in their underwear you know all yeah. tatted up playing doom duo i like the approach man i really i like that, that a lot that drug song no, wait, really they're standing the drummer sitting, Obviously. and the and the bass player was sort of hunched over, Ooh. but standing. Ah, oh, that sounds painful. He might be. A, I don't know. I mean, I saw a grainy cell phone video of this, but yeah. he might be a smaller person. I don't know. Wait, I'm not sure. So you saw the video, but you know for a fact that is how they play shows too. I think this is a new thing. Okay. But the video was definitely them playing out of the van, and and there was only other one uh, one other picture that I saw, and it also involved the van. My brain goes straight to logistics. I'm like, okay, I have so many questions. Like, yeah, they're not they're not pulling up to the empty bottle driving the van onto the stage and then playing they're just gonna play outside the venue yeah that's what i'm saying you got it in the parking lot or on the street it's like gorilla show style yeah i love that i know wow you don't ever have to set anything up or take anything nope tear anything down no. you don't have to move a muscle Except i wonder you know i wonder if they do neck muscle unless they have some sort of crazy locked in setup like you can't really drive around with the drums fully set up Right, you in the back, it around. It's a quick, so you could rivet you it. Just I guess get a bunch of rivets. Yeah. Oh, so that would be even cooler. You could backline the drums if you know just quickly if you needed to. You backline. I mean, While that's a, that's a constant backline. Yeah, and then just throw them. You know, it takes two seconds. I'm. I need to know more. This is great. I know. Wow. I was. I was partially Drum hoping sauna. that I got to tell you guys about this, but also hoping that maybe you had already heard about it and could tell me more because. No, and you know, on this show, we don't look we don't look things up, so that's kind of no. part of the what no. we do here. And I don't think I've ever told you, Henry, anything that you didn't already know. Mm, I find that hard. Well, you told me about that Fairfield pedal you just got. Oh, that's that true. I not heard of at all. And last it's week, super cool. We were doing yeah, a little rad. bit of the texties last week, and you hit me to this Fairfield circuitry pedal. What, what's what's the name of that? I honestly can't remember. Uh, shallow water. Shallow water. It's a something K number 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 something depth field modulator or something hmm, that sounds scientific yeah it's not so it just makes everything sound super lo-fi yeah oh, wow yeah i was listening to i think it was their probably their official demo of it yeah and it just does so many things it's it's a really unique effect it kind of it does things that you can get in other pedals but then puts it all together in a way that you couldn't yeah. i don't i don't know how to describe it's it, like it a randomized awesome. chorus vibrato basically with a low pass gate on it or low pass filter. So you did it. You played a solo gig. I did last Friday. Friday. And I'm guessing you used the shallow water. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you use it in your in your rig? Uh, right now the rig is. And this is my first. This was my first time playing solo, ever, in front of really anyone because wow. I don't let my wife in the basement mm -mm. she doesn't want to go down there anyway no there's ants <laughs> ants marching yeah spider poop uh so uh yeah I ran into a so where does it start what's the word is the what's the word is the signal what, what you're doing electric guitar I would assume yeah uh just my strat that I've had for forever that is that one. Nash or is that the Fender no it's Fender? just like a Fender I got it in college and that's pretty much just it's got a humbucker in the bridge routed right in the neck is that I mean, the, the one neck, yeah. is that routed. the one that i was with you the one time we brought into third coast no not third yeah, coast uh, uh chicago uh, fretworks. fretworks no that was the black one that i picked oh. up uh thinking that it would take the place of the white one i just keep going back to that white one do you still have the black one yeah yeah i remember when you bought that i was gonna change those pickups still um, i thought they were gonna do that at fretworks at that time yeah and then i was, I was like i don't want to pay for this yeah for sure <laughs> uh but yeah white strap i think it's a gibson humbucker in the neck i don't know what model uh did it first thing i did when i bought it is i just like got the dremel out and then just... so you, you routed it yourself yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah. <laughs> i'm sure it looks wonderful uh, inside. Looks, yeah it's, uh, i think the pickup is just like resting on the wood i don't even think it has like springs or screws in there <laughs> direct tonal transfer yeah uh wolfgang style is that what he did mm, i think he screwed them in but i don't think i even screwed them in so they're if you just, flip it upside down you think it'll just fall out yeah it moves a little bit <laughs> well that that's a feature right you can yeah, you can yeah raise you can it tonal lower variations exactly. yeah raise it and lower it sure 
so what then strat uh axe effects or ax8 so you're going fractal now yeah i got one like a year ago maybe wow um or actually i guess i went into my pedal board and then into the fractal all right, well, let's not get too far out of ourselves here. I want to hear yeah. what's on this pedal board. Okay. Tuner. Ooh. TU2? Uh, I just got a mini poly... Poly, poly tune. I think poly tunes are taking over, man. That's, think, I've got one. Yeah. You've got there. one. Everybody I know has one now. Yeah, I'm the only nice. guy with a boss left. It's vintage. It is vintage. <laughs> um, what's after? Uh, compressor, just boss compressor. That's CS3. CS3. Uh, Pog. Original Pog, ooh, the big the box, huge one, yeah, that's noisy as hell. What What are you doing with that? Uh, just fake bass and fake octave up stuff. I like the filter on it because you can like round it. You can make like your bass stuff sound like Twin Peaksy, you know? Oh, if you just like flick the string and have that filter all the way up, it just does it like, you know? That kind of sounds like how we were using your uh, micro synth recently, we're just for like the filter sweepy yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rad. That's awesome. Um, trying to, from there, uh, like a clone clone thing. Ooh, which one? A mini, mini, one of the mini ones. Perhaps uh, a, a Wampler Tumnus? It is. Oh. Yeah, Katie. Katie, my wife, got that for me for... Wow. Um, yeah. Great buy. Yeah. I, I really she want one of those. It. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, Are you using it kind of like always on or more of like a boost? No, or it's kind of like a... Like just a... It's like a low gain overdrive mm. if necessary. Yeah. Most of the time I just turn it on if my loops get too loud and then I'm like, oh shit, I can't hear what I'm playing. Yep. Um, and then SD1. Okay. Uh, that I bought at Music Go Around. Super Distortion. In uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, Boss Boss Super Overdrive. Super Overdrive. Oh yeah. Um, it has uh, the phrase "R.I.P. Kurt, 1994" etched on it. Whoa! By you? No, that's just how I bought it. Oh, oh that's cool. That costs extra. <laughs> yeah. I think it says 1967 to 1994. Wow. Uh, can so I tell you? Forget. Can I tell you an embarrassing story about that? Of course. Yeah. So I remember the day Kurt Cobain died because it was whatever that what day, April, whatever, 1994. Right. And I was nine and I had some neighbors that were older than me that were also much cooler than me. And I remember getting home from school that day. And again, I was nine and uh, them like, like blasting Nirvana out of the house. And like, there were kind of just like people outside kind of congregating, hanging out. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, Kurt Cobain died. And, I, and being nine and like wanting to be cool, I was like, oh, you know, that's so sad. But in my head, I thought, who is Kirko Bane? <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought someone named Kirko it's a Hungarian Bane. cricket player. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, was, you know, this was before I could have just gone straight to the Google yeah. and uh, yeah. look it up. So I had to suss that out somehow. I don't really remember how, but I, this, my first brush with Nirvana was thinking that there was someone someone named Kirko Bane. Kirko, yeah. So, anyway, sorry to sorry to interrupt, but that's the, no, that man. sounds like the coolest super overdrive that's ever overdriven. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I think it's that kind of like keep being like I needed like a high, high gain overdrive or whatever. But every time I buy like like I bought that Chase Bliss Brothers thing a while ago. Ooh. But the, I just Go took back it off and put the yeah. SD one back. Couldn't on. keep up. I think you up. might have had that on the board the Super Jam day you came by when you wound up just playing drums anyway. Yeah. I think yeah, I, 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 think I, I spotted that on. I'd that on impress there. you guys. Oh, I was it impressed. Was, I was impressed. Chase Bliss. But, I, yeah, I've oh, never really used that thing. I think I used it for like one set once. No kidding. Was it. There's so many things you can do with those pedals. Yeah, it's terrifying. It is terrifying, but I would like to have the opportunity. Well, you can borrow it. I, sh- I would like to. I should have brought it. should have done a lot of today. Because I never sell anything. I was gonna say you didn't sell it or give it back, right? Nope. I just took a loss. <laughs> just eat it. Yeah. Taking the L. Speaking of, I, I'm as I'm looking at you, I look directly to my right, and I believe something of yours is sitting right there, actually. In that, I believe that that is your is that my lap, lap steel? steel. Really? That was in the space. Yeah. And I was gonna what? learn how to play some lap steel and right. Yeah, go for it. Haven't. I, I I tuned it up. And then figured out how to like sort of play some Zeppelin esque sounding riffs, and then that's all I've. That's that's all all I've done. It was like behind now. the refrigerator at the practice space. Wow, no wonder. Just hiding back there. Yeah, right? it's a good spot for a lap steel. That's sometimes. a great spot for a lap steel. <laughs> Warm it up. And yeah. you've also, dude, you've also got the Mesa cab in there. 
Yeah, I think it's broke. One, yeah, we, we gotta figure out what's wrong. With we've that had, thing. we've tried it. We're we're gonna make it a point to um, get over there. I really want to figure it out. Figure, figure it out. Because it's it's weird that it turns on and then turns off. We've had two separate occasions where we've ran heads through it, and it made sound and then cut out. So yeah. the speaker works. I've had that happen short to you, but I don't have any heads, and so it's hard to test it. Yeah. Because I can never tell where stuff is coming out. We've got too many Story heads in that place, so yeah. we should yeah go for do it. Do that. Well, that was a successful uh, tangent off of your race. Let's, let's keep circle. walking through there. That's what we do here. So you, well, we got to the brother, or no, no, you, you, you've tried the brothers, SD1. but you're sticking with the, the boss. Yeah. Uh, and then volume after that. So you can, okay, that's smart. So I like, like that. Just for looping, it works better. Yep. Because uh, you just keep all the gain and just kind of mix on the fly with the volume pedal. You Dave, know? are you kind of familiar with this concept of putting a volume pedal in different parts of the chain? Yeah, um, I mean, I know it's not like a bass thing. I don't know. You know, got a couple of guitars in no, there. No, like you put yours in the front of the chain, right? I don't actually. I have, have the space. I have in the space. I have it the same way that Dan's talking about. I have it after the gain stuff, mm -hmm. so you can. You still have all the character of the game pedals, but you can kind of just do it a little quieter. Yep. Yep. Love it. And then you use your volume on your guitar to, you know, act like a volume pedal. Exactly. Dub volume pedals. Yep. Dubs. Which so you're using the Ernie Ball, but that's yeah, that really shit the on bed the way for out. me. Yeah, <clears throat> I think half the set was me just stomping on that thing trying to get it to make sound. Yeah, oof. Uh, the what the VP Junior? Yeah, we're a small. Yeah, a small one. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I love that that's the small one compared to the yeah, it's the size of a fucking shoebox. Yeah, <laughs> and the big one is like two shoeboxes. Yeah. There's no, it's just <laughs> it's a like string. Shoebox. It's a string. There's no yeah. reason for it to be that big. But I think I've had at Whatever, least three props, of those. Props to Ernie Ball. You guys have been awesome <laughs> to me. Really take care of me. Yeah, you've uh, been really been taking care of me. To uh, shout out to one of our sponsors real quick. Ernie Ball. Ernie Ball Slinkies. Bernie All. Bernie Mall. Kirk. Kirk Cobain. Kirk Cobain. <laughs> Kirko. Uh, such a good story. Is there anything else after that? Oh, you've got an H9, don't you? Yeah, I didn't put that in, though, because no. I don't know how to use it. Did, did you have all the effects or did you just like pick a certain amount? Uh, I think I got like the mid tier one yeah. and then uh, I just audition the stuff whenever I want to use it for recording mm -hmm. something. And then I just, after that 15 minutes, it's like, oh, well, probably should have nailed that part. Dude, that's the best part about the <laughs> universal audio stuff because yeah. all the plugins, you get a free two week demo. So there have, been a, there have been a couple of sessions I did where Damn. I needed a thing, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I've got auto-tune, and then I just used the two-week. Cool. I didn't have to buy it. That's rad. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And it used to be they figured it out, but anytime there's an update to the console app, it used to reset that, so then you could go back and like use the demos again, but then well, probably like at least two years ago they figured out ah. that was an issue. <laughs> now it's... Jokesters. Yeah, they, re they remember. Tech so no H9. no H9. No H9. No H9. Um... Where does it go after that? Uh, rubberneck. What's delay. that? It's like a, a DOD, like analog delay. Oh, thing. it's like a like kind of a wider, like double wide. Yeah, sort of pedal it's got thing. like a crazy like self oscillation Dude, momentary I didn't know thing. You had one of those. I've been wanting to check. I got it too. for like a hundred bucks. Ooh. They were doing some huge blowout clearance thing. Well, I think DOD isn't a company anymore. Yeah, I don't know what their status is, but they like fired everyone. Yeah, and then. Um, blew out all the pedals and so the, i picked up that rubberneck it's normally like 250 or something yeah. i got it for 100 bucks that's a great deal dude my first pedal ever was a dod those especially yeah. those old ones i man, still got it those were made in japan weren't they which ones uh, my which first box? ever pedal was the dod fx 52 classic fuzz classic fuzz. and it's like in a sort of orange i don't know if you want to find it over there it's it's in the thing um, but I still have to take it. a short commercial break yeah, while I walk over to Henry's Wurlitzer. We're going to go around and we're going to tell everybody's first pedal now because that's now that we're telling oh, mine. I remember I went to uh, I went to Guitar Center with my uncle and I'd gotten decent enough at guitar where I was like, I'm ready to spend my, you know, whatever childhood savings I have on a pedal. And I was sitting there playing. The guy's like, oh, what kind of stuff do you like? And I was like, ooh, I was like 12 and nervous or whatever. So then I just played, started playing Black Dog because I was like the one Zeppelin riff I knew. He's like, you need a fuzz pedal. <laughs> and, and you know, it could have been a lot worse. He could have given me something really lame and crappy, but it, like that is actually a pretty decent sounding fuzz. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty... So that was your first I'm pedal? I'm pretty like it was the first pedal I ever had. Wow. Yeah. That's second cool one, the second one was a Crybaby Wah. And then my third, which Dan, you might get a kick out of this because you, you know me. Uh, my third was a Dan Electro 
Cool Cat Chorus. That's a good chorus, man. Yeah, but you know that I literally despise all chorus pedals, so yeah. it's kind of weird. I, you know, I remember why. It was because I wanted to play Nothing Else Matters, and I, for some reason I decided I needed a Got chorus pedal chorus. to do that. But I don't think there hmm. actually really is chorus. I think it's 12-string guitar. Probably sounded pretty cool, though. So that was my first pedal. What was, Dan, what was your first pedal? Do you remember? Uh, it was some knockoff plastic wah pedal thing. Uh, roadkill. Roadkill wah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I still have it. Really? Because I, again, never, you never <laughs> sell anything. Have you ever sold any of your stuff? I sold a Zvex Fuzz Factory once. Yeah. And... Uh, hand-painted or a Vexter? Hand-painted. So that's, those are the ones that are valuable. Yeah. Uh... I think that's probably it. Wow. Oh, I sold my Nash Telly. Ah, uh, yeah. That was a sweet yeah, guitar. Just I, remember, I needed cash. I remember picking that up before I ever actually met you. It was in that space you had with Brad oh, at yeah. Music Garage. Yeah. And thinking, this is the heaviest guitar I've ever picked up in my life. It, that was, what? It was super light. Or, am I th- or is it, am I thinking of the Strat? I yeah, know, my was, white Strat is very heavy. Maybe that's what... Mm-hmm. I, I remember picking up a guitar and I'm like, this is the heaviest thing I've ever Yeah, that's probably the Strat. The, oh, the Telly was light. No, I wish I... Telly was super light. I wish I could yeah. play it. Like Which one? Seven or eight was that the that black, black one? That thing was cool. That That's was really a, cool. like the Nash sixty two reissue with the binding. Yeah, it was like black with double binding, right? Solid body, but yeah, tuxedo style. Very mm. cool. I think it was rad. Very desirable. But Dave. I needed money. Yeah, your turn. What was your first pedal? Um, I can't remember if it was a tie between the um, remember the sil- the silver Ibanez tube screamers. Oh the yeah, tone, the, the tone lock. Tone lock. Yeah, yeah, those are lock. good pedals. Yeah, those, the they're buttons, very good pedals. Those have become lock. desirable. Yeah, have they? Fact, See, yes. I thought it. Well, I played it with bass, so it sounded like poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> because um, the, the tube screamer is known for lopping off all the bottom yeah, end anyway. Yeah. Oh, so it was just like we're <laughs> we're just cranking the. Where'd the, the bass go? <laughs> trying to get something out of it. It's like a big muff or something. I think we used it anyways. Um, and then it no, I think it was that or a Digitech uh, BP two hundred, like the multi effects pedal. Oh, like my brother had one of those. Yeah, oh, yeah, they were like you know, they, yes. they were like super cheap, but they definitely sound digital. Is all mm-hmm. get out. Um, so that was probably the but other. But you could one do anything had. on them. Anything yeah, you like want. Drum they actually loops have really cool uh, delay delay channels on those. Oh. Really cool. I bet it had because it's Digitech. I bet it actually had a decent whammy in there. Yeah, it had the foot pedal you could use and exactly. it had a cool uh, upright what did they call it, a fretless mode? Where it made, oh, your, yeah. it made your fretted bass sound fretless which was so strange. Um, that was a fun one to play with though. Now I kind of want to start getting some of those old mostly crappy multi-effects mm-hmm. and like trying them out again because yeah. that sound, I would have a lot of fun with that. I, I literally just sold that um, six months ago. No so, kidding. Yeah, just kind of, you know putting stuff together I don't play anymore. Yeah. So. Oh, I feel you, man. Yeah. All right, well, that was a sweet a little uh, hunk uh, sojourn in right. first We all got land. to know a little bit about each other. Yeah, exactly. All right, I want to fi- I want to finish talking about your rig. So what, we got the rubber neck, rubber neck, uh, TC chorus vibrato thing. What is that? The shaker? No, it's or the old, older one. It's oh, like the, like the Andy Summers one. Yeah, Ooh, those big, are sweet. One. Those it's are really like sweet. my favorite pedal. Uh, that thing's pretty much just always on. Yeah. Uh, and then two DD5s Short that I have linked with a tap tempo. Oh. External tap tempo. Glad to see you're still what doing What do you mean that. you have them linked? Linked. So DD5 has like an external in. And so I have just one switch that uh, has two outputs and it goes to each of the external ends. One set to like a dotted eight. The other oh, one okay. But then they'll keep, they'll yeah, stay they'll synced. Sync, so I don't have to tap two things at once. That is brilliant. Yeah. I don't know if really I've cool. ever heard somebody... Talk about that before. Um, not when using boss pedals, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, of course I've heard of like multi-delay <laughs> yeah. stuff, but not with two DD5s. No, I mean, I mean, anyone, anyone that, that like cares boards. enough about that and probably is like, oh, it's probably a good better pedal than DD5. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy another one of the same thing. Yeah. Well, you've got, I mean, know you, I'm guessing you still have, I remember you had the timeline. The no, eventide. I have a dig, a Strymon dig. I thought you had the eventide, or time factor. Time That's factor, That's yeah. not Sorry, not the timeline, yeah. not Strymon. Yeah. And that can run two independent can, delays. It cannot. You can't run them both at once. Really? You can run. Well, you, I could if I had like an ex. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. I thought but that, if that I had was the thing with that one. It had like two independent delay lines. Or is that nah, the timeline? That I don't think the timeline can do either. I don't think there's any. Weird. Because that's kind of like my shit. So yeah. I've been looking to see what could do it. I thought the dig could do it if I had like an expression pedal in it. But that it didn't really go the way I wanted um, so you've got you've got a dig yeah oh I really like it um, I really like like the the mod 
so they have like a like a mod hmm. setting on it that just again just adds more chorus to we whatever that loves. We need to have a pedal day. Yeah, just bring day. a bunch of pedals to the space. Yeah, and should have brought everything. Play with stuff. A shootout. A shootout day. Shootout I'm and then it. blue sky. Uh, that's no, yeah, blue sky, reverb. That is that's on my my bucket list of pedals. That's good. I don't think I need the big sky. I think the blue sky will be yeah just enough for me. Um. It's very good. My mom got it for me for Christmas. Aww. You've got some great gift givers in your yeah, life. You do. I'm crushing it lately. Dang. Um, Dave, take notes for when you're going to start buying me gifts. I know. My birthday is August 30th. Mine's the 24th. Here, so. well, I'll, well, I'll just give you. I'll give you something that you can give give back to me, Kelvin Hobbs. I'll just trade it back and forth. I yeah. get it for six days. Speaking of, I trading back and forth the uh, last time we hung out they brought over this giant whistle bass book oh yeah have not cracked it open yet i Sorry. do apologize for that but yeah, I, I would like to because yeah. it's 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 awesome keep it as long as you want so you do the, all yeah. that that's your board then that goes into the fractal a fractal yeah. so tell me how you're telling me how you're using the axe eight like the most uh novice way possible i just have an okay. amp on there and that's it what are you, are you doing like a mesa or something no i have uh I was doing the matchless thing for a while, but it had like a little too much gain for like what I want to go super clean. Hmm. Uh, matchless is not like known as a gain amp. That's like yeah, but it's got like thing. a little bit of grit to yeah. it, and mm-hmm. I just I wanted to sound almost like I was just plugging direct in. Dude, you gotta under that blanket right there is a JC one twenty. JC one twenty. I know. You gotta go with the JC one twenty set up there. I tried that for a little bit too. You did. But and it's got chorus already. Yeah, I don't know why I why I stopped using it. I think it's like a. a just modded a patch they already had like the eric johnson clean thing oh yeah because it had this trick that i guess i'm not just using it as an amp it's um i figured out that if you run an amp model like like a super clean amp like everything at 10 like all the way up and then but put like a compressor before it hits the amp with the level down you get this like crazy level of detail in what you're playing it doesn't overdrive Whoa. anything it's nuts i want to hear that so it's just like a really subtle compression but it helps it helps everything just kind of like feel like it's breathing a lot more i wonder if i can pull something off like that with a kemper i'm gonna have to try do whatever that. you want with that thing <clears throat> i think we're at so you're using the x that you've got uh, so mono in mono in and then i'm running a uh mixer into the like utility input okay that has a sampler and uh which is basically just a drum machine is how i use it sampler and uh like a micro korg in it which sampler are you using korg something like electrode for oh an electrode sweet yeah so is that but so you're sampling in your own drums (laughs) or using like built-in i'm using yeah i'm bringing in my own stuff i didn't like record my own samples but uh i have different like just one kit that I use most, or two kits that I'm mm-hmm. using most of the time that I just found on the internet. Well, you said you're doing looping too. How are you setting up? What are you using to set up your loops? Uh, you, so from there, I go into the Fairfield because that kind of like makes everything sound like it's all coming through a tape machine, mm-hmm. you know? So it takes all those input sources and then lo-fies them out and kind of warbles them and everything and drives them a little bit. Uh, and then I go into RC3, like just oh, that okay. standard boss. That's thing. the single size yeah. boss looper? Yeah. Those are awesome. I've got the Jam Man Digitech like single size one. Yeah. And I, I, I still ha- I can't, haven't quite been able to fall in love with that thing. What's it's, the difference? The way you have to clear loop, like clear the loop or start and stop doesn't feel particularly uh, yeah. uh, intuitive to me. I haven't. I guess I've never looked at a manual or anything, and I can make it work. But I there's, and I think I like the sponginess of the boss foot switch a little bit more yeah. too. It's not just like the sort of true bypass yeah, that's switch. Huge. So that's that's actually definitely on my radar. RC three is rad and it's cheap too. Yeah, it's yeah, and you can get them used for pretty cheap, and they're boss, so they're not gonna like be busted or anything. Yeah, I just wanted something small and cheap that could store loops on it because I pretty much just use it for writing. Yeah, stuff like that. So okay, so that is that your is that the whole rig? Did we get through everything? Yeah, it only took forty-five minutes. Only forty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's it. How do you? So how do you use it? I mean, is it? Are do you have pre-programmed drums that you're you're starting? Like a you've got like drum beats that you're playing along to. Do you like program that stuff live? Like how do you, how are you using? No, it's all it's all improv. Oh, maybe. so there's no there's no structure. So jokes on the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in. 
Do you have a name for this project? No. Uh, I don't know that I should because that means that I have to do it more. I'll probably do it more, but I don't think I'll do the whole full improv thing. You might you might have some songs. Yeah. Is yeah. it all instrumental? Any uh, yeah. wailing vocals? No, I think I had a couple vocal samples yeah. just that were like preloaded on the Korg. They're just like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Are you yeah. ready for this? <laughs> but if you shift that stuff down and like run it through a, you know, whatever weird stuff, then it sounds rad. Yeah, I really, I, I, I had every intention of going and then Friday just got away from me and I couldn't. No, you're better off for it. Well, it was, I mean, it wasn't just for you. I did want to see you play, but also the whole sort of event celebrating the kickoff of Yeah, that, that part was very cool. It's called what, or- Orkinoid? Orkinoid. Johnny Eifergen. What's up, Johnny? Uh, it's, uh, it's, so it's his new brewery. Yeah, brewery slash coffee shop slash sandwich shop slash performing art space slash yoga is studio. Is Logan slash, Square? Yeah, uh, Humboldt, I guess. That's Humboldt. Cool. Yeah. And it's, I can't remember what his brother's coffee place was called. Dayglow. Dayglow, and yes. they're kind of a, a thing now, right? They're, they're doing yeah, well. they're doing great. Uh, they're in LA, but I guess he's opening one here, like adjacent to Johnny, or kind of in the space that Orkanoi is in. Uh, so he was there. He flew in from LA for the event. Tom, enough about me, guys. Let's talk about you. Oh, really? You're gonna flip the script on us yeah. here? And uh, so actually, here's a here's a question. So I. I, we've established pre-podcast that we don't remember how you and I met. Dan, yeah. But Dave, do you remember how you and Dan met? We shot guns together. That was when we first met. Yeah. Oh. First time we ever, well, at least the first time we ever hung out. We uh, we went to a shooting range in Michigan. It was like a Groupon thing. Yeah, it was a Groupon. Um, it was me, you, Mark. Was Todd there? Uh, maybe. There was a fourth a fourth member there. I remember. Yeah. But anyways, we went and we shot the guns in the morning. Got to shoot an AK-47, which was wow, not a traditional weapon. Um, and then we out went to the Round Barn Brewery in uh, Michigan. There. And when was this? How long ago? Jeez, that must have been like 2011. I don't know. Yeah, it was a it was a long time, long time ago. And then you and then you went on to be in a band. Yeah, yeah we went on to be in a band. How long did you guys play together? Um, I think I was doing it for three years. Three years. But you guys were together for that's a long time. A while before that. Right yeah, right. a couple of years before that, we were together, so... Yeah. And what was it like uh, holding down the low end with this guy, with this guy on the sixth string? Man, what an inspiration. Such a good musician over here, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, other than being, obviously, a wonderful storyteller, raconteur, orator... And rig rundown demonstrator. And yeah. rig rundown demonstrator. Uh, Dan is one heck of a guitar player, and drummer, for that matter, and I'm sure other things as well. I know you're, uh, you're, you're obviously a, a pretty new dad and uh, all that stuff. I mean, so other than this solo thing and, and your very uh, time-consuming dadly duties, or do you have any other musical projects or anything? Um, let's see, Kickback's kind of on break right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a band that I play bass in. Uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of on a little bit of hiatus. Uh, no, it's really just me making death metal covers of Santana Supernatural. Tracks. I forgot to mention this. I will play. I will. Pl- I will. This is in the, a part of the show where I will edit and put this in. Okay. Was that yesterday that you sent me that? That was the day that I bought Ableton or Ableton, however you say it. Abletoni. Yeah. I worked some more on it. I'll send you the new new version. Yeah, please do. I don't know where I I was out somewhere and what, you know, not sitting anywhere where I had speakers. I just had my phone. He texted me much like he described a death metal version of Santana Smooth. Uh, And I'm just like laughing my ass off. Like, what is this that he sent me? 
and it, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I got to hear this. This is great. Yeah, that was the first thing I recorded. So you, okay, so that that's an interesting segue. You you're using Ableton now. What made the what made you take the jump? Uh, I had like three days where I couldn't open Pro Tools because I had iLock license manager mm-hmm. issues. Oh, good old iLock. And oh. I'm paid on a subscription, so I canceled my subscription. Yeah. And then Ab- Ab- Ableton had like a crazy sale. Or it was like, oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. So I just bought the cheapest one. The Live Ten Lite, perhaps, or is it Live Ten Intro? Got intro, it. Yeah. I, um, uh, as you know, I too am a. I'm a big time Ableton user, so I'm pretty that. happy to have you I'll jump on board. I'll rack your brain because I need a control surface. Love that push too. It totally, really, totally changed the way I use that. That's not what I wanted to hear. It's expensive. It costs like $800. I would imagine there are other cheaper alternatives that will get you there too. This just happens to be the one that that I know. Yeah. The the plugins and effects and all that stuff has always been pretty solid. They've been getting so much better and so yeah. much more usable, especially even like presets. You don't even have to tweak as much as you used that to. That kind of scares me though, because it's like if I mean they're so good, it's just like anyone can just like drop it in, and then it's like sounds awesome. It's true, but then at that point, and then everyone's got the same sounds. If everyone's mm. got the same sounds, then it comes down to your songwriting well, and your yeah, creativity. Yeah, that's what scares me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rely on uh, just like some plugins to, no. to get you there anymore. No. I don't know. It's it's an interesting conversation for sure, and I and I definitely think about that a lot. But I prefer I prefer the sort of democracy we have now, where any there you don't have to spend a thousand dollars a day yeah. ocean way, or probably even way more than that to to get some good sounds. You can kind of do it at home now. Yeah, and then and then you just have to focus on songwriting. It's a blessing yeah. and a curse, I would say. It is. Know? So we've been all over the place with this one, and I do have a couple things that I want to make sure we get in here. First of all, ooh yeah, this is a good one. We've already been talking about your band, your old bands. I want to institute, instate a weekly focus where we just shout out one of our friends' bands. Oh, cool. I love it. And I already know who I want to do the first one for. Okay. Hand Practices. Shout out. Band out of Chicago. Shout out. They, um, a couple, I'm friends with all the cats in that band, but I'm I'm very close with Josh, the singer, and and Max, the drummer. Great band. They're kind of... uh, I don't know. I, I hate to make direct comparisons, but I would say if you like bands like Tame Impala or maybe the Black Angels or that kind of psychedelic, but there's still songs happening in their thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely give them give them a listen. I know they're they've got one full length out. I know they're in the process of recording, or maybe they've already finished recording another full length. But uh, all right, and just for the hand practice for clarification, it's hand practices, hand. not ham. Practices. Uh, well, it's it's hand, but the D is silent. Oh, hand, like hand solo. It's like comb with the B. Comb. It's like Lando's hand, exactly. Like Lando's, yeah. Dude, I there was one last thing that I wanted to talk about. Have you guys seen the David Gilmore guitar collection that he is oh, selling the, right now? Oh, or aud- selling? auctioning? I, sc- I scrolled through a little yeah, bit. Is the I auction live a little now? Bit of it. I don't know if it's live. I don't think so. I think it's one of those... Christie's or Sotheby's or something doing it. So I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I thought that that was like a live auction type mm-hmm, situation, but yeah. I, I don't really know. It's all charity, right? He's yeah. just like getting rid of like, like his number one. Dude, it's going he's to getting charity. rid of that cool Blackie. Yeah. Wow. Which is, you know, the, the David Gilmore Strat. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a 54 Strat number one. He's yeah. got zero, 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 what? one. That is, that's going. Uh, he's got, I mean, I can't remember. I, I wrote a couple of these down. My favorite one that I saw was his Martin D35. That that was like his, he said he wrote pretty much all of the, all of the hits, everything wow. he wrote, what he wrote on this guitar. And he told, I, I never heard this. He told the story about, he went, he was going to Manny's in New York to buy it, which is where I think he actually got a Strat originally. And he was going there and this was like, I, don't, I can't remember, say 1969 or 1970, like shit's crazy in New York at the time. That mm-hmm. music real street, there's just people everywhere. Yeah. And he was going to Manny's to buy an acoustic and a dude out front, some beatnik dude was like, hey, like I've got this, this Martin D35. And he said he picked it up, played it and bought it on the spot. And that's been his <laughs> acoustic wow. guitar. So that's the level of the guitar that he's getting rid of at this thing. Like, yeah. that's mind blowing to me. Unreal. Yeah, he's just like, I read something where, cause everyone was giving him shit about getting rid of his blackie, you yeah. know? black whatever uh 
and he's like, I don't know, I've got like a signature model now. Those things are pretty much the exact same. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's what I'm going to play on tour anyway. Yeah. So. Well, and there was that red strat that he used pretty yeah. much like oh, after yeah. Roger Division Bell time. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. I forgot about that. that the, that's on there. like the lace sensors in there. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His that There was that 112 string that he did, you know, Wish You Were Here and that kind of stuff. He's getting, yeah. he's getting rid of all of it. Like, wow. I wonder, have they, did they specify? Is So you, I know you said the charity thing. Is this specifically like... 100 percent of that money is going to charity i mean don't quote me on it yeah good thing we're not recording this i know yeah but it's I, almost I, like I we're just so. chatting do that i can't i i mean a guitar like blackie that's got to be a million bucks right someone no would pay, some rich collector who loves pink floyd will will pay a million dollars for yeah, it or even if you don't strat. i mean people buy cars for a million dollars and you know like they think about it like it's nothing so yeah. you know if you love that pink floyd enough and you had the money a million bucks isn't really that much do you think that someday, to some people, if you, yeah. you know, you are that Roger, Wa- Roger Waters, that David Gilmore level of fame, would you give up your, your 262s? No, way. no, no. no. <laughs> what, if you're, what if you're at that level of David Gilmore disenchantment with fame? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. You literally live on a houseboat so right. you can just float away from people. Maybe he's yeah. going to move into like a, one of those little mini condos, you know? Yeah, like he's going to have to go into assisted living because he doesn't have any. He's yeah. doing tiny house. Um, Tiny that's house. what it is. Although I'm pretty sure David Gilmore is kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a big guy, but I feel like, I feel like I've always had the impression that he's a tall dude. So I yeah. can't imagine him in a tiny house. Yeah. They kind of, him and Roger Waters kind of switched places. Like he was always, was say, he was Roger, always like the heartthrob in yeah, like the seventies. Yeah. Right. And Roger Waters was like the lanky dorky looking like totally. indoor kid. Yeah. And then they just kind of like <laughs> They switched flipped. in the eighties somewhere. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and now Roger Waters is in some sort of big beef with Dave Draymond of Disturbed, Disturbed oh, fame. Really? Yep, because do tell. I don't. I don't know the politics behind all this. It has to do with Gaza and all the Israeli stuff going on, oh, Palestinian right. state, and I guess Roger Waters. I think he. I think he wants people to boycott playing there because yeah. of pretty much anyone that plays over. Like things. he called out Radiohead for playing exactly. Over there, like oh, that and so there. I guess Dave Draymond is very involved because he's a Jewish guy. He's very involved in the things going on over there, but he's sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum yeah. of the argument. And yeah. so now they've been having this really public spat. Although, okay, I should say, I've seen Dave Draymond posting things about it. I don't know if Roger Waters is actually just trolling. Like, <laughs> like, who is, what is this disturbed that you're talking about? I don't know anything well, that's about what I'm this. Saying. Like, they're not even close to being on the same like level of fame. So that's, no. that's a interesting one. Must have started on Twitter. I bet it all started on Twitter. As all things do these right. days, yeah. which you, which I've discovered recently, Dave doesn't even have Twitter. I don't even have it. It's a dumpster fire. Doesn't even know how to use it. I need that negativity in Everything's my life. a dumpster fire, man. Oh, oh, man. This is fine. Okay, so the Gilmore thing, one last second, was like, I mean, do you think there's something more to the story? Like, is he healthy? Is he touring? Is he playing out? Is it he seems like it. I mean, he's he's still making public appearances. And, it just and, seems like something someone would do at the very end of their life, you know? I'm not trying to get dark, but like... Well, yeah, I guess Clapton did that, right? He got rid of yeah. almost all the, the ones, but he... I, I haven't heard an update recently because I don't really stay in tune with that world so much, but I think he's like losing the ability to play guitar now. Gilmore? Oh, wow. No, oh, Clapton. Clapton. It's ironic. I mean, since when? Since mm, semi-recently, maybe. Because yeah. I know he blamed just like cocaine on like, yeah. just like His nerves are just not shot. really being good anymore. Which yeah. is which is fantastic considering <laughs> he had a big hit named yep. that. Um, it was on the other hell day. of a drug. Great song. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I hope not because I, I get, well, so I'll be honest. I mean, I haven't really listened to like modern Pink Floyd music or like mm. David Gilmore. I remember he had some solo record that I listened to once. I was like, that sounds good. And then never came back to David it Gilmore. Yeah. Oh man. I'm like a, I love that guy. So you listen to the new stuff. Yeah. My wife like turned me on to like the, cause I was always like, Oh, wall of dark side and animals are like the best. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd albums, but they're so overplayed. I wish know? you were here. Let's not forget. Wish you were here. Yeah. I wish you were here. Of course. Um, and then Kate is like, you ever, you ever get in a momentary lapse of reason? And that just like what about blew Pulse? my mind. Yeah, Pulse is fantastic. Vision Bell's great. There it is. Oh, baby. Is that a drum head? It's just a circular poster given to me by uh, Drew Curtis. Wow. Drew, I'm sure you're listening. So what's up? Yeah, just tonally, like those records are, they just like get me. I've never, ever listened to them. I remember one had a CD, like the, the CD book yeah. or the container, whatever you call it, case had like a led light on it really a red light that would wow. do something oh, that's rad i, I think that's battery. division bell is that division bell yeah okay. um we covered a song off was it off division bell once in Blaine? we covered uh uh it's on the radio Lear, learning 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 to fly. To fly yeah yeah wait which one is tom petty 
that's a, learning to fly also also but yeah this is pink but Floyd. there's like the soaring yeah isn't that doesn't it's got like a pretty soaring guitar part yeah that's probably fitting <laughs> it's the all of, that's all of them baby <laughs> <laughs> it's those lace sensors i've got that. a i've got a, a lace sensor p90 in the bridge of my sg what you like it yeah i, I mean i'm just used to it Wait, i is got it, it is it active no uh-huh. no it's 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 p90 but it's uh noise noiseless you know so it's got some sort of dummy coil situation in there. Yeah, that's the jam. Back in the day, I that's was friends with those folks in my Zounds days, oh, and yeah. I actually just found it recently. Um, I did. I actually did a review on GearWire.com for that pickup, Ooh. and it's still on YouTube. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Check that out when I get yeah. home. I played some. I, it was when I was. I, the funny thing is, I can tell exactly where I was in my life it was because all the riffs I played were from uh, the Sacred Row of the Ancient Psychedelic Monks, my old, my old metal uh, band. So, so cool. like, the whole thing is just me playing different Sacred Row licks. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So good. With my, uh, with my, I, my hair was, I think, just about your length yeah. back then. So, For those uh, listening, um, about, about chin area. Like I'd, a say below. I'd say it's past the shoulder. Past the shoulder? Yeah, I'm yeah. not quite little mermaiding nice yet. To it today, I, must I say. know, yeah, oh, thank you. Humidity, it really right? has like a nice rock star bounce to it. Thank you. Should have brought my fan. Ooh, like Steve Vai has built into his yeah. pedal board. Yeah, integral in his rig no is way. the fan directly pointing at his face for no the way. super All sexy the rock and roll hair shots. Like blows his shirt up a little bit, just a little bit. Just I mean, opens the top a little. Yeah. I I love that, and I also love that his It'd other cool thing. Instead of like a regular speaker monitor that like normally you'd use on on stage, his monitor actually has guitar speakers in it. So yeah, can, like, is it a, oh, it's not an thing. Avatar thing, is it? I know Avatar makes those wedges with guitar speakers. I don't know in it. who makes it. I remember this is, and also this is digging back into my knowledge of watching some rig rundown of his from probably like seven years ago right but at one time he definitely had monitors and, and it makes sense because like if totally he, doesn't, he doesn't really care what the drummer's doing like he's steve Vai. people are there to see yeah. steve Vai. give me all the guitar that you got yeah yeah you're gonna want the real thing and if you're using in-ears you really just want speakers for feedback and having them up front like makes a lot of sense for him it's a good point all right, before we go, one last... Wait, one. we're already that close to being done? Yeah, I know. Doesn't Isn't it flying? Wow. Isn't that crazy? We should talk about something. Well, we've talked about a couple things. I want to ask you guys, and I didn't prepare anybody for this, which is extra fun. Favorite rock and roll movie? Hmm. I'll give you guys a few minutes to think about it while I list one of mine that I think is probably one of the more obvious ones. Uh... Well, can I go first? Are you, I think I know what you're going to well, say. I, I have to say Spinal Tap. Yeah, I was going to say that one for you because I figured that would be yours. It's, it's actually like my all-time favorite movie of all time. So rock and roll movie, you know. Otherwise, The Crow. The Crow? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Those rooftop solos. Dude. Dude, the movie sucks, bro. I tried watching it recently. It's so bad now. I need to rewatch that because all I remember about it are the rooftop guitar it's solos. It's so bad, man. It's like so cheesy. But wait, hold on. Dream, Spinal though. Tap. Yeah. All the way, Spinal Tap. I mean, the one of the best things about that movie is that not only is it obviously hilarious and, and superbly acted, just the level of amazing gear oh as gear hunks in that movie. There's so much. I, we don't have to do all the quotes. No. Everybody knows Everyone them. Everyone knows the quotes. I can't do a good British accent anyway. Um, but, I mean, the sustain on the Les Paul, that's, I mean, that, that Les Paul is probably still ringing right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't even Don't even point at it. Don't look uh, at it. Yeah, don't look at it. Um, yeah, that, well, the great thing about that was, I mean, if you think about what year was that movie, like 82? Something know. like that. I mean, I do not know. My point that is, you could still great. have, like, relatively nice gear that wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't $100,000 yeah. for, like, certain guitars. Yeah. Certain, certain the, ones were that still vintage injured. market hadn't quite, hadn't quite exploded. Hit yet, especially love. coming out of all the disco stuff that wasn't really like guitar hero era anyway yeah the hair metal was just starting to become yeah, a thing they, they probably couldn't throw away guitars at that point because they oh, just no. weren't that cool you know have you had time to think about one of your favorite rock and roll movies um, i can i can say one of mine if you need some more it's time it's gotta be crossroads not oh, the britney spears one. Ooh, ralph macchio and steve yeah. i uh i remember when i was in I think I was probably like a sophomore in high school. My guitar teacher at the time was like, all right, you want to try this out? And he tabbed out. This is when you have, like have to just like half the lesson is just them writing shit down <laughs> in like your, in your tab book. Yeah, you had to yeah. buy your blank tab book. And he wrote Ernie Ball, Eugene's trick bag. 
out. That's what it's called? Yeah, that arpeggio thing at the end that uh, he does to beat Jack, whatever, whoever Steve Vice character is, Jack something. The devil. Yeah, the devil. The devil's gun. Um, And I learned it, and he's like, it's from this movie. So he showed it to you without you ever even asking about it or wanting no, to no, know like, anything I think, about it? I think you should learn this. Whoa. And then I watched Crossroads because I found out yeah. that it was from a movie. And I was like probably around the same age as uh, the Karate Kid is yeah. in that movie. And Even uh, though he was actually probably like 45. Yeah. He was <laughs> super old yeah. playing children. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just legendary. Wow. That's another one that I haven't watched in a really I long really, time. Yeah, I think I saw it when I was a little kid, so I got to see that. Make again. sure you don't rent the Britney Spears version. Yeah. Because I think that's what I did first. Oh, you know, win-win, lose-lose, I On guess. On demand. Uh, man, I remember, I remember the one thing I remember seeing about that movie is that like they, they go to great pains to like hide him actually playing like shooting him from behind or like because there was he had yeah. the like guitar double whose name was a famous sort of famous guitar dude and i can't think of it now but they would like they really made had to make sure that like you could tell or that you couldn't tell that it was yeah Ralph i think Monty they did like a show. decent job yeah with like the parts where you had to see his face yeah like, they did a pretty good job but yeah, you, it's more like a stance thing that you can just tell he's totally uncomfortable holding it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that there's there's. He always looks like, like he's that. wearing his dad's guitar for some, somehow. <laughs> that always drives me crazy in movies when like or like they'll teach them the one finger pose, yeah. so then they yeah. just stay on the C chord the whole time because but, it yeah. kind of looks like they know what they're doing. You can hear the song moving, but their hands aren't, and you're like, oh. Come I mean, on, it's a man. lot of work to act natural, even if yeah. you're not trying to play the right. Even chords, if you are a real musician, yeah, it's hard yeah. to act natural. Like sometimes, and the most extreme, you'll see the guy who like doesn't even look like he knows the song at all. all like right. you know, I watched La Bamba recently. Oh, with the. Phillips. Phillips, yeah, I watched that the other day, and you know, there's parts where they never show his hands. I really? mean, it is, yeah, on purpose. I know? remember that movie being really good. That's another one uh-huh. that I haven't seen in a long time. It's a, oh, it's a fun movie, yeah, and all that until he dies at the end. But so be, before we get to to my favorite, I, I, know, I want to ask you guys your opinions on another one. Did you watch The Dirt? Yeah. Yes. Thoughts? I enjoyed it immensely you more did. than Bohemian Rhapsody. But Dude, was that I like an ironic enjoyment, or it, was it that? was like very self-aware? Yeah, I think, and that's what I liked about it. Like, there's, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't for a second believe that all that stuff happened or that like it happened in the way it did. But I think the fact that they went so over the top fit, and I'm not a Motley Crue fan mm-hmm. really, but I think it fit so much better with their image in general. Um, and it, they just kind of always knew that it was sort of a joke. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good uh, analysis. Uh, yeah. yeah, I loved how I loved how over the top it, it was. felt. Uh, yeah, I guess it felt very much like Nikki Six was trying to kind of stroke himself a little bit with it. Because, and I'm yeah, pretty sure, sure he was involved in the creation of it. And yeah. I know he like wrote the dirt and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't think I liked it as much as you guys did. But I was maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it or something. But it just felt like. Um, I don't know, maybe too self-aware in some ways. Like there were obviously they were breaking the fourth wall all the time, talking directly to the camera. Like I don't have any problem with that directly. And I will say that the dude who's actor, I don't name, know the name of, he uh, played Mick Mars, but was also Ramsey Bolton in Game of Thrones. Right. I thought that dude was awesome. I I thought he was amazing. I didn't honestly, this probably shows my age. I didn't know like who machine gun Kelly was. Right. When I saw that, I was like, who's this tall guy that looks like Tommy Lee and can like fake the drums pretty well. He was likable. I thought he was good. Yeah. But ultimately I felt like the Nikki six dude and the, the Vince Neil, like I couldn't, I couldn't even pick them out of a crowd. Yeah. I I, I came off Bohemian Rhapsody and then like watched that movie. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I was just like ready for it. See the thing with Bohemian Rhapsody is I'm really glad I saw it in the theater. Because the musical sequences were kind of amazing. Oh yeah, for I that mean, sort of thing. just from a feat of filmmaking, like yeah. a, of music biopic filmmaking with yeah. like that long concert at the end and everything. Exactly, like, that's so hard to do. I watched there on the Blu-ray. There's a they actually did a full uncut version of the Live Aid oh, set, really? like oh, the cool. whole thing. Wow, which is a little bit much. Honestly, I didn't really like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, Especially because I'm such a huge Queen fan and know the story and like how they totally fucked up a lot of stuff. And yeah, there wasn't just weird. like a line of coke on the coffee table. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there were there were a whole lot of things they made a lot more convenient. Or the fact that like his long term lover dude that he just like on the way to Live Aid decided to like go like be like, hey, do you want to be my boyfriend now? And yeah. then brought him to the biggest concert event of the, of, yeah. of the life of life. Um, that was all sort of strange, but uh, the musical moments I think were still good enough for me that I'm I'm glad I saw it. And yeah. talk about a movie where they had to actually those guys had to recreate the playing of that. Yeah, they did know, a good like, job. 
I mean, they might oh, as well have exactly. been playing it all, you know. And the dude that they cast, they casted to play Brian May, might as well have been Brian May. Yeah, yeah. Will, Will Sainsbury, I think, is his name. Oh, I don't wow. know why I know that. Yeah, me neither. Dang. That's amazing. He uh, had the exact hair build, even got the posture pretty right. He, you know, he could tell you could tell he played guitar. He's no Brian May, nobody is. Yeah. but that was that was still pretty. No, Brian May always had that like kind of awkward presence ish on, like he's concentrating really hard. Oh on yeah, it. he nailed that. Too. He's probably thinking about the stars or something. Yeah, yeah. while he's up there. You know, do you know what I didn't realize until after the movie? Did you recognize the bass player, the uh, the John Deacon of the group, who he is in real life? Yeah. I think you said this to me the other day. Did I? Yeah, refresh my memory. He is the young boy in Jurassic Park. The one that gets shocked off of the fence. The little Timothy. Timothy, right? Really? After I watched the movie, I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Is it the Jurassic Park kid? And then I looked it up. IMDb confirmed. That's him. Cool. I know. I the whole movie again just for that, you know? JP or BR? Uh, Yeah, BR. I, I watched JP recently, though. Did you? Yeah. That's I, like, I, I love 90s movies. kick. I don't yeah. know if you guys noticed, but I was definitely wow. in a 90s Might kick. Might be my recently. favorite movie. Jurassic Park? Yeah. It's so good. Watching it again as an adult is interesting because there's all those, like, like they have the insurance guy there and, like, yeah. all the people oh, that you yeah. kind of don't think about when you're a little kid. You're like, the dinosaurs. And then you're uh, like, oh, uh, this guy's uh, there to, like, make sure it's safe and, you know, and they're trying to, like, pull all these scams. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I guess I might as well punch the mic Next week real we'll quick. be discussing Andromeda Strain. Ooh. We do movie reviews speaking. now. Uh, so I guess my favorite rock and roll movie, Almost Famous. Yeah. Ooh, good you know, song, man. That's uh That one has had a, a big impact on me in my life. I And probably even more than Spinal Tap, I think I've watched that the most amount of I times. I dig music. Ah, drugs! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a good Grade call. school, or no, high school. Uh, remember when AOL Instant Messenger was a big thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My aim name was Ben Fong Torres. Really? There you go. Really? This is uh, Ben Fong Torres from Rolling Stone. Oh, far out. I know how my lady gets when I'm up to. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they for, Well, first of all, they have pretty sweet gear in that movie. Like, there's Les Pauls, and there's that one scene where they're playing, uh, oh, I don't remember what song, an acoustic guitar, and then it, it's, a, it's I think, the Mockingbird, that Gibson Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, one of my favorite scenes that kind of gets glossed over a lot is when they're doing the poker game and it's all like the road crew people sitting yeah. around mitch hedberg sitting at the yeah. table that's right peter frampton is playing humble pie's uh road manager even though he was in humble humble pie obviously <clears throat> yeah. uh there's just so many cool cameo obviously i mean mark maron i'm a big big, big yeah. Marin fan got your your quote you threw at me earlier today lock the gates there it is <laughs> uh i believe he doesn't have a mustache which is super weird to see hmm. yeah i don't remember but um, I seen the movie if I can if it. I can quickly humble brag, I got to see they did uh, you know those Millennium Park movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're in the summer when it's way too hot, and they play movies in Millennium Park. Movie in the uh, a couple of years ago, the hosts of Sound Opinions, Jim Diorgatis and Greg Cott, hosted a screening of that there. And my good friend is the niece of Greg Cott, so I got to like watch Almost Famous sitting next to Greg Cott and like Whoa. talk to him about the movie and stuff. Cool. So that was that was pretty neat, and I sweat through my clothes. <laughs> I remember that was I, I had these uh, sort of like linen pants on. It was like after work, and they were like you know sort of like slacks, but like linen. You're like, oh, this is a good summer material. Yeah, yeah. it'll and breathe. They're, they're like a, they're like a very light color, maybe not white, but like maybe creamish. And that was the day I learned specifically where my legs sweat. Because mm-hmm. I looked down and I had all these weird spots. I was like, oh my God, am I spilling on myself or drinking beer or wine or something? And no, that's just where my legs were sweating <laughs> through. Did you taste it? I oh, mean, yeah. could have been beer. How could you not? Yeah. Thirsty, you know? <laughs> Hot summer day. <laughs> it, was a, it was like, a yeah, leg dead sweat of never hurt anyone. Leg sweat. Never wore those pants ever again. Mm-mm. Still sitting in my closet. Mm-mm. But yeah, dude, almost famous. And they're, they're, one of the really awesome things about it is that there's original music written for it. I'm always I, impressed. I believe by that. Nancy Wilson of Heart and somebody else. Leave it down. Exactly. Yeah. Scratching at my back door. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to listen to Sweetwater or no Stillwater. Sorry, Stillwater. Band. And then it turns out there actually is a, was a band called Stillwater, Stillwater. back in the day. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I, have, I I found one of their records. I have it back there. It? Um, it's not as good as band music. Yeah. Movie Stillwater. So that's been movie review hunks. Uh, uh, can I add an honorable mention? Oh, please! For that thing you do. Oh, 
Oh, oh yes, I did not movie. think of that one. I yeah. love that movie. I've seen Speaking that Speaking of original music. Yes, that that's a great song. I have covered great, that song yeah. in, in a band. Yeah, yeah. You gotta slow down. What? What are you doing? Yeah, the Oneaters. It almost never the happened. Oneaters. If he would have slowed down, yeah, it never would have happened. happened. Or the uh, the uh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Shrimp shooters. I'm hoping to bring home that blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Steve's on. He's a shit. He that's Steve's on, right? Yeah, that's Steve's yeah. on. And, uh, oh, what's the bass player who uh, breaks his arm? Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry, Ethan Embry. Yeah. Who's replaced by the dude that's like the wolf man. Yeah. The wolf man. And they, or no, uh, uh, he doesn't break his arm. He joins the army. He joins the army. The drummer breaks his arm. The drummer why, breaks uh, his arm. And that's, that's right. Starts, and that's yeah. also, that's, is that Giov- it's Giovanni Rabisi? Yeah. I think it is. The yeah. drummer is Giovanni Rabisi. I don't remember if he wrote it, but I know Tom Cruise, or Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks directed. Yeah, yeah it's, that's where Playtone Productions, his production company, got their oh, name. Playtone Records was the name of the record label. Very cool. Yeah, that is, that is actually a great one. That is... I think I would still go with Almost Famous, but that's like 1B yeah. favorite for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Wow, I, I completely forgot about that one. I think that movie came out when I, uh, I was in like 8th grade. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was that was a big one. And, and there, I think maybe only two original songs in that movie. They get a lot of yeah. airtime out of that They had like the second that single that they only played once or twice. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but they don't overdo it. Like They, they just show like snippets of them playing yep. that thing. Yeah. I think the only time they play the whole song is like in the first scene when yeah. they play it. Yeah, when they're playing at that club. And then they kind of just show or when they're, the is it when they're I think they it's when it they're recording twice. it in the church, right? Because then they like they show the claps and oh, everything yeah. like uh, Liv Tyler doing that stuff. I think that part is still Is that still a Yeah, I think they only do it and then I think they might do it at the end. But I mean, if when they're on the talk show, I think you know if you've there's that moment where they're yeah, where they're uh, where they're getting played on the radio for the first time. Like I remember that exact feeling. That's yeah. hearing myself played on the That's radio cool. for the first time and like run around crying and yelling and stuff. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't running my friend's you know appliance shop <laughs> to listen <laughs> on the radio. But I, I I remember that feeling. They nailed a lot of what it is to be in a band and and have cool stuff happening in that movie yeah. yeah it's the epitome of that story you know yeah that, damn it i had another one but oh well you had another, another one i did wait did you see the Jimi hendrix movie with andre 3000 the one where they don't actually have Jimi <laughs> hendrix music <laughs> yep yeah yeah i did yeah they had serious licensing issues i'm like you should have thought unbelievable i should have thought about that before someone was movie. just like yeah no guys i got this dude. just make the movie <laughs> yeah, we'll just figure it out. Stupid movie. you got andre 3000 it's perfect right. what you don't need his music they couldn't say like no him. Dude, I'm, oh, he, I mean, there couldn't be better casting. Um, in fact, there have been multiple Jimi Hendrix movies that don't have yeah. Jimi Hendrix music in them. Whoever, well, I, they must have not had licensing from Fender either, because he's playing like a, some kind of Charvel or something. No like kidding. That. I swear to God. There's a scene where the girl buys him. Schechter. She buys him a white, it's a white strap, but not a strap. The headstock's like pointy. And I'm like, dude, that you can't just. Dude, dude, maybe I Pacifica. haven't seen that, because I thought I did, but yeah. I can't remember that at all. There's even a scene where. Um, you know, like Noel Redding's playing some like P bass, and it's totally just like a new one. Yeah, you can just tell they didn't even like have anybody research any of the gear. Well, that's wow. like that's that that's a really famous uh, critique of Back to the Future, oh. is when he plays that uh, three fifty five at the end. That's it's right. like a oh, I can't remember what year it's, it, it's it supposed to be. It was like two like, years after, or whatever. at least. Yeah, it was yeah. at least a couple years yeah. when that guitar came out. But you know, that's I mean, that's close enough. And, and but now, I mean, people like Groons and. Uh, Norman's rare guitars they get involved in these movies and actually like make sure like yeah, yeah that's right this amp wouldn't be up there this guitar well, there's wouldn't that be up thing there. with that Tarantino movie right Dude. oh Can we with talk Jeff about Bridges that? yeah what was it it was like a it was a Martin wasn't it was a, it? Yeah. It, was a pre, it was a pre-war, it was a pre-war Martin, Martin. Martin but it might have even been like pre-pre-war I think no, it, was it was like, like 1919 or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that like... and and he thought it was like the prop guitar Dude. but they were actually loaning it for him, them to use to make this movie off that what movie was it uh, uh, Hateful Eight or something like Hateful Eight and, uh, and then it, for like you know the I don't even think he was supposed to smash the guitar right. in the scene. That's the the story is that he wasn't supposed to, and then the shock on on uh, the character's face is like legit because real. they're like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" Are you you doing? just destroyed a priceless yeah, guitar. Yeah, that, they were real pissed about that. Yeah, because that was from their museum. Yeah, right. Yeah, which man, you think you just get a reissue or have somebody relic for you or something? But like then that? you know, then idiots like us on podcasts are going to complain about it. it when we and see then where do you not... stop cutting corners? Yeah, that's you right. Know? Where does, it, where does it stop? It stops with that Jimi Hendrix movie that they... Kind of <laughs> oh, God. Do you guys remember so when Gibson was going to release a signature Hendrix Strat? No. No. What? Dude, this was like oh. several, at least maybe 
over five years ago. This was when their Gibson was in the height of their like yeah buying weird companies and doing all kinds of weird stuff. And they were tooled up, and there are pictures that exist. In fact, there's a there's a guitar that's still out there. They were gonna make a Strat, but it's a Gibson. Wait signature Jimi Hendrix guitar with like the experience experience Hendrix foundation like it was all the whole thing was going to come with a practice amp and a strap and like a crappy fuzz pedal and all this sort of stuff and then the internet found out about it It and freaked out to the point that they were I mean they were already tooled up they were in production and and they just cut it off stopped it they had sent out a couple demo units for like YouTubers to review or whatever and those are kind of still out there but they and it had almost kind of like a Firebird headstock. It was like, yeah, that was their Strat sort of. You have that really cool '80s Strat-ish Gibson. Oh yeah, like the red Gibson. That I still have cool. that. What, believe what it or not. Which one is that? God, it's, I don't uh, know. regrettably, it's named the U2. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. it's it's not. Is the, it matching headstock? Uh, no, no, it's, it's a black headstock. Yeah, black headstock and black body, right? No, red body. Oh, red body. And it kind of reminds me of that Ivan as you have like the same pickup configuration. Oh, it's in the case back there. Where it's like it's like two. That's funny. HSS, yeah. yeah I, uh, but it's got an on-off for each pickup. Oh, yeah. yeah. I busted it's that rad. guitar off the show Dave recently, cool. and he's like, "That's a Dan Lu guitar." I was like, "Probably." Oh, I want to yeah. see this. Yeah, thing. it's an, R- yeah. an RG four seventy with a Floyd. Is that a, a seven string? Or no, not? it's a six string. I've I've got an RG seven string there as well because. I'm weird because you got to because you yeah, got I to see it. So you will see it. Um, well, guys, how do you feel about that? Well, it's a good. I, movie I feel okay. You. I don't know what the bar really is. So you said it. Yeah, I think I feel good. First guess. So I mean, we don't have a bar either. I now, think no one, now no one else that I meet will have questions about my pedal board. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law can talk about a lot of different things other than my pedal board. Are, sure. are you going to get your family to all listen? No. Mm, probably a good idea. Yeah, I think I said the F word twice. Ooh. I'll edit that in more. <laughs> Just replace it with replace it with like racial slurs. <laughs> exactly. 